0: Hello and welcome. to Episode 174. <laughs> yeah, all right. Start over. My bad. I, I heard the like. There's like a steady static, and then it disappeared. So I was like, "Yeah, hold I'm probably just gonna leave this in. All right, right on. It's, it's funny. So, hello and
1: welcome to episode 174 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is December 9th, 2019. I am Rollo McFlugal, and with me is Slappy Jones too. And we are both from McFlugal.com. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 174, where you will be able to find links to some of the stuff we talk about, as well as our sponsor, libertymugs.com, where we will take care of all of your shopping uh, for Christmas needs. And you know what? You can even do Hanukkah shopping or Kwanzaa shopping if uh, if that's what you're doing. Uh, you can apply those uh, those Liberty mugs to those holidays, too. We do not discriminate holidays at libertymugs.com and also be on the lookout for some uh, christmas discounts they're on their way so uh, i'm gonna hand it right over to slappy and he's going to introduce our episode topic
0: thanks ralo thanks everyone for listening today we're gonna talk about a couple things a couple articles at least that we have in mind and see where it goes but uh, the first one's about a law in pennsylvania well let's set it up a little bit Okay, well, you set it up because you know okay. the story. I just have the law here in front of me
1: well, I mean set up not not this uh this article but but why we're kind of talking about what we're doing um there's been a lot re- uh, recently about like the red flag laws talking about it there's always there's always like gun issues and everything and and people are always trying to take people's guns uh via the government and so they're starting to roll out l- red flag laws in different states and um Yeah, that's obviously bad. And we saw the thing with, uh, Whiskey Rebel. I believe that was, is is this correct? And, uh, it didn't seem like it was a red flag law. What was going on there? I I don't really know. I don't really want to
0: see how that finished. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not
1: interested in trying to guess what happened there, at least right now anyway. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff that's going on that while we're all worried about these red flag laws, that there's other issues that are at play that, uh, will have the same effect. And whether it's other laws that take people's guns away from them or just the way that the police and the courts kind of run their daily business, um, it's already happening. And they're, they're not going to do it in a way that, uh, you know, if they want to take people's guns away, they're not just going to pass a law and say, you know, guns are illegal now and everyone's got to turn them in. They can't do that. And they won't. And and they're not they're not that stupid. We we can sit here and say that would be a terrible idea. And not just like because we understand economics. It's just like brutally obvious. And everyone in the government knows that.
0: And there can be politicians who say we're going to take their guns and a bunch of morons in the crowd cheer for it. But it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, At least not that way.
1: That's just red meat for them. They know they're just, you know, getting their getting their uh. A candidate or something, or a politician, just kind of rallying their base when they say that. But um, however,
0: that doesn't mean they won't take your guns, right?
1: <laughs> and and they're not going to do it by uh, taking it from you know the the nice upstanding you know father of of four in the nice house with the the two car garage and the who goes to all the PTA conference uh, meetings and and you know is well respected in the community. They're not going to go after that guy first. They're going to take start taking guns from the people that are going to be difficult to defend. And so people are going to keep their mouth shut when that happens. And so it, be, it starts being normalized that way. It's like, well, we're not taking the guns because guns are bad. We're taking the guns because these people are bad and we, and we can't, can't trust
0: guns in right. the hands of the wrong people. And da da, da. right. Because I, I know. I mean, I'm sure you have. I've heard police officers say that uh, the police force is a very pro gun culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard that. I have. Uh, Yeah, I've I've heard that. And I've heard cops who, when I discuss these laws with them, will say something like that would, we would never, like, they won't enforce it. Uh, Cops believe in the Second Amendment. They're not going to enforce that law. However, they kind of enforce all of them. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, I guess that's kind of what we're getting at in this episode is here's a law that they do enforce um at least a, a good uh oh, maybe depends on the location it's being enforced yeah it is being enforced and you don't hear a huge outcry and you don't hear a lot of cops complaining about the law um at least not publicly
1: yeah so you want to introduce sure. this uh, um
0: yeah. yeah it's called uh Domestic violence and firearms, PA Act seventy nine, that would, just went into effect in April twenty nineteen, and I guess there was already some kind of law on the books, but this made some changes to it. Um, and essentially, what it says is, if you have a restra- is a restraining order against you, or you've been accused of domestic abuse, do you have no, to you, be you have convicted? To, yeah.
1: You have to be convicted of of domestic abuse, or be the subject of a of a final restraining order.
0: Okay, Um, they'll take
1: your guns, and within they're supposed to do it within 24 hours.
0: Now you are you're required to hand them in within 24 hours, or they're required to get them within 24 hours. Or
1: Uh, as far as I know, it's either or. But you can either like you can return it to like a licensed uh, firearms dealer. uh, your lawyer
0: or the police or the police will come and take it. Yeah, I'm looking at, so the, what I'm looking at here says there's prime the primary changes under title 23 include, and there's a whole list of them, but one is family and friends, uh, fa- friends and family members are no, no longer qualify as eligible safekeepers for firearm relinquishment. So I guess before you could store it at your friend's house or your family's house, uh, now that they, they, they actually take it, um, a defendant may request the return of a fire of firearms upon dismissal or expiration of the PFA, but must meet certain conditions. The plaintiff must be notified of the request. Um, so anyway, the point is they're gonna start taking guns from people who do certain things. It's yeah, hard so- to defend these people's right to bear arms. Um you know, yeah, do you want to take the side of the wife beater? Yeah. So
1: there's, there's an article that I have posted in the uh, show notes page from the Philadelphia Inquirer from a few days ago, where it's kind of talking about how Philadelphia County is not doing a good job of enforcing this. They've only recovered guns from like 11% of the cases. And there's like just over 900, I think of these gun cases or these domestic dispute, uh, violence cases that they are supposed to go collect the guns from. And, uh, they start the article out by talking about some – I think he's like 22 years old, but having issues with at home and his parents decide that they've just had enough of him and they kick him out. Apparently he gets some sort of restraining order. So under this law, the police were supposed to go collect his gun. They never did. And then a few weeks later, he gets into some sort of argument or disagreement with his cousin, ends up shooting him in the neck. Mm. And so they're saying like, well, look at this. If we enforce the law, this – the shooting right. would have never right. happened. Right. So that's, what's going to be difficult <laughs> about laws like this is like what we said are, uh, in the beginning, they're not just going to go after the, you know, the, the captain of the football team and the, uh, the head, the head, uh, cheerleader type people. They're going to go after the people that are just, that we're going to look at them and say, these are nasty people I don't want this guy – from everything I heard about this guy who shot his cousin, I don't want to be his friend. I don't want to be hanging around him. I wouldn't be comfortable with him. Um, I may or may not even want him to really have a gun if I'm going to be around right. him. Considered that he's uh, a hothead that's that's willing to use it, assuming that that you – know, what, what was reported in the story is what happened. But you know people do bad stuff, so it's not like that doesn't happen does that mean that I want the government to be the ones that go and, and take, take his gun? Um, you know, obviously we are anarchists here, so we don't think that they have a, they don't have the authority to do that. But even for someone who might say, yeah, you know what, he's a bad dude. And and if it can kind of, you know, save a life, if, uh, or at least save someone from being from being seriously injured, then, you know, maybe it's a good thing that these guys get their guns taken from them. But that's assuming that they're always going to be right. They're always going to get these these cases correct. Uh, The courts are always going to decide. um, And uh, that the people that they say are guilty are actually guilty and they're never going to get anything wrong. That there's never going to be any nuance in any of these situations where even if someone is guilty that they have some – there's a nuance in that case that might say, eh, maybe they shouldn't have their gun away from them. So we know the government's track record on getting that stuff right. So that means that a lot of people in Pennsylvania, a lot of innocent people that uh, even by the – even if you agree with the law, because they were convicted uh, wrongly, don't really deserve to have their, their guns taken away from them under this law. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really puts it in a weird situation. um, If you're in favor of this type stuff that you're just kind of, it's, it's the same thing with the death penalty. I mean, by, by being in favor of the death penalty, then you're, then you're accepting that innocent people are going to die. And it might be easy to just kind of say that, Oh, well, I mean, I'm willing to take that risk, but what if you're, (laughs) what if you're on the short end
0: of the stick? What if something happens to the person whose gun was confiscated? Would the news report say this could have been prevented if that law wasn't enforced? Right.
1: Also, what happens, you know, maybe maybe in this domestic dispute case that people on the other side, on the victim side, are kind of pissed off at the person who was the abuser. And now they know that, uh, you know, this guy's not armed anymore. We can go pay him a visit. I mean, it it creates a a bad situation that way, too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And I think that you can you can make that claim that that might happen just as much as you could say, well, if we don't take the gun away, then he might go and and shoot someone because he's a bad guy. But even outside of all of that, I don't really think it's a good argument uh, to use that because it's it's cherry picking. That was one. I don't know what the uh, how many times that domestic abusers go out and just like shoot a random person. Um, But that's not like this this guy was uh, got a restraining order and then went and shot the person that he had the restraining order against. It was someone completely different. So it doesn't really sound like, you know, applying this law to this guy really makes that much sense. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That like, if, all right, if people were going back and like shooting the people that they were abusing or got a restraining order from, then maybe you have an argument there or something to say, hey, you know, take a look at this. But this, this example they gave doesn't, isn't relevant to that. They're just saying that, all right, we need to take the, the guns out of bed people that we think are bad, we got to take guns out of their hands. Okay. I mean, where do you, where do you even draw the line there?
0: It's so arbitrary. So, it's, Did they bring it, up any other examples? I mean, if they're saying there was 900 some and they've enforced it 11% of the time, was that about 100 means there's 800 other people who didn't kill someone not almost
1: nine well yeah it was like 903 so there's like 900 people that apparently didn't kill anyone after this i don't remember seeing any uh any other examples in the article i think there was a a, an example of someone else but i don't think that was having to do with someone getting shot or something Hmm. but the other thing that stuck out to me was was that this bill that was passed into law in pennsylvania this act 79 was they were so excited about it uh, and are so disappointed now that it's not being enforced in Philadelphia as they wanted to, is that it was bipartisan. No, Both course. sides uh, agreed to do this. We're happy to do this. They're happy to say, hey, if you get convicted of a crime, even though there we're going to maybe take steps to keep you isolated from the person that uh, is your victim or potential victim, we're going to do, do you another one on top of that yeah. and disarm you. bipartisan it's also just in general i i i don't want i'm i'm trying to you know argue this by i don't even want to say steel manning the other side because it's not because i don't think they have any sort of good case but but at least arguing from the point of someone who might be in favor of of uh of taking of the government taking guns away for whatever reason um But it's just like it doesn't necessarily logically follow that, like, you have to disarm someone because they had issues with with another person. Like, why not just like assault? Like, I I went and uh, got into a fight with someone and it was my fault. Um, So that probably makes me not the greatest guy in the world. And uh, why not disarm me, too?
0: Well, like that's seems, probably what's next. Um, right, right. But it's it's, you know. it's just
1: like it's piling on when it's not necessarily like, and then that's the other thing. Since when does being obviously, you know, abuse, domestic abuse is, is an awful, awful thing. But like, is it is it the case that if you commit domestic abuse, that you're probably just going to shoot the person, or <laughs> that's I don't, like a
0: Oh, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know so. that
1: either, but it seems like, you know, there's a lot of people that do a lot of bad things, but that doesn't mean that the next thing they're going to do is murder. Right. Um, so I think it's really just a way for them to, you know, start confiscating guns in a way that uh, makes people have to back down a little bit because it is difficult to defend some of these people, not even yeah. defend them, but 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 make the case that they
0: shouldn't have their but gun they, taken from them. Right. Now, with this law, do you know, I mean, say, um, you know, you were accused of domestic abuse and they didn't come get your gun in 24 hours. If now, say, three weeks later, you're pulled over for speeding and you say, I have this. W- will it like show up that you're not supposed to have it and they'll confiscate it then? I think it would. There's like some sort of database that uh, so I don't know if that. So does that I, I make you a criminal?
1: That, uh, you know what I mean? Mis- like, are you yeah, now yes, in illegal
0: yes, possession of a firearm that you whatever it's a, it's a misdemeanor? Have? If you don't yes. return the
1: gun in 24 hours, it's a misdemeanor.
0: Yeah. So it makes you a criminal. Again. Right. Yep. Whether you did anything with the gun or not.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's uh, really not a good law. On the surface, you kind of
0: people, I think, well, will it's look one at of those say, like, oh, emotional that makes laws. sense, because they know no one's going to be like, well, no, these abusers need to have their firearms. Um, and there's all this talk for I, maybe it's been forever, but just seems more so recently in the last couple of years about confiscating guns mm-hmm. and, some people get really fired up about it, and this is, like, maybe a way to try to appease them at some at some level. I don't know. Um, I do think it's a way just to grab more guns, and they're just going to incrementally grab more guns. And people aren't really talking about this law much. I didn't even know. I was going to say I wasn't familiar with it until you brought it up, and I live in Pennsylvania.
1: And its I just happened to see it because I follow the The Inquirer on Twitter and it was just a an article that they just you know they they tweet their articles like like anyone else would, and I just happened to see it so you want to start do the next next kind of thing we have
0: yeah, I don't have the article up, but it was a case in indiana yeah uh, derek derek hearing
1: I think that's that's how I'm assuming <coughs> it's an,
0: yeah. yeah hearing Herring. um. And so he was dealing meth or so he was, was he a pretty big meth dealer or was he accused of anything else?
1: As far as I know that they were, well, no, because it was basically, he got once, once they arrested him for meth, there were like nine charges and it was all just like doing meth nine different ways. They charged no, yeah. him for like doing and selling meth. Possession nine mean ways. with yeah.
0: intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: manufacturing and all this actually there were several like double of the same like possession of meth was two counts like they yeah because, and then also like selling meth was so, two different counts
0: yeah on that which, case which is I was an on. issue
1: by yeah which which is a problem in and of itself
0: right but um they charged the defendants in the case i was on with nine counts of um you know, selling PCP because they had a confidential source go by it nine times. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, and it's the same thing
1: that happened to Ross Ulbricht
0: too. Yeah, he's piled on. So, um, so they put a GPS tracker on him, and what was the point of that? Just to get probable cause to arrest him again? Yeah, they wanted to. Uh, they 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 got a tip, I believe.
1: That he so was Somehow they were it. able
0: to, I, I imagine you should probably need a warrant to put a GPS tracker on someone's car. So what gave them cause yeah, yeah, for I, that? Yeah, I, I think they did. They got a tip. Okay. They got and a you tip. You can do that
1: they, on a tip? I guess. Uh, <coughs> Excuse
0: me. But um, uh,
1: they got a tip and they got a warrant to put a GPS tracker on this guy's car.
0: So he finds the tracker and takes it off his car. Presumably. We assume, right? Right. Which then – gave them probable cause to say he stole the GPS tracker. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, and not only it stopped moving around, but it also stopped working. It, It was no longer receiving a signal. So at that, they said, well, this gives us probable cause to say that he stole it. And so that allows us to have a warrant to go search his house and also a, they observed the car in like a barn nearby, and so they got two warrants, one to search his house and the other to search the barn um, for the GPS unit. And then once they got into
0: the house— Anything they happened to find while they're looking for this GPS they unit. They happened
1: to find some meth, and they immediately got another search warrant to search the house for meth, <sighs> and, they, and they found some other stuff. That's and so, incredible. Yeah, so, my reaction was
0: just like, wait a second. like, Wow. So if you put a magnet on someone's car <laughs> and then you went to check their car the next day and it wasn't there, you could accuse them of stealing it? Apparently. And, well, here's here's what the uh, – so he
1: – this uh, Derek Heuring, he tried to fight it because he said like what – I thought, and you thought, and everyone listening thought, like, wait a second, that seems insane. That they can, they that that the GPS unit wasn't working anymore. That that gave them probable cause that he stole it. So, um, here here's what the the judges said in their um in their opinion following, or in their opinion, where they upheld the warrant and said that everything was good. Uh, here, the, a, the, the affiant Deputy Busing stated he believed that the properties containing fruits, instrumentalities and evidence of theft, quote, a person who knowingly or intentionally exerts unauthorized control over property of another person with intent to deprive the other person of any part of its value or use commits theft, end quote. Um, so, OK, in addition, in the affidavit, Deputy Busing set forth the following facts in support of this belief. The device consistently provided signals from July 13th to July 19th. Updates ceased after July 20th at 7.34 p.m. A a technician at U.S. Fleet Service told Detective Young the device, quote, could have been unplugged and plugged back in, end quote, to cause a lack of readings despite being fully charged. He observed the vehicle in the pole barn and believed that the barn was affecting satellite reception. The officers observed the vehicle outside the pole barn on July 30th, but later that day, it had been moved to hearing's residence. Detective Young again contacted U.S. Fleet Service and was informed the device was still not registering, although the vehicle was no longer in the barn and the device required a hard reset. The officers discovered the device was no longer on the vehicle, and in Deputy Busing's training and experience with these devices, he had, quote, never seen a device lose power for more than a couple of hours, and that... They had always come back on the system. He had been made aware that the device had become disengaged from the vehicle by accident, but was able to be located mm. because the d- device was still giving readings by the satellite end quote. That was saying that in in his past experience that it that if it falls off it should still be giving readings. Mm. Um, but here's the th- here's my big question like if you find something attached to your car like that, Does it say like property of the police? I don't even know what they look like. Apparently it's like four by six inches. So it's not tiny. No. And I would imagine they put it in like, but I don't know if I found something that was, uh, you know, attached to my car like that, I'd probably get a little freaked out. I probably wouldn't want it on there anymore. Right. And how do you know, like, how do you know that that's, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Does 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 it say property of the police? You are you are being tracked, and and uh, touching this constitutes, you know, uh, theft or other some sort of violation of the law. But even regardless of that, I, I don't understand how like it not working right means that oh he stole it. And I don't know like. They did find it.
0: Did they They say where? Was it like in his bedroom drawer?
1: I think it was in the barn or something.
0: Or they said they – I I don't know.
1: It was in the barn. I I think they found it in the barn. But like even still, even if he just like found – if you find something and you're just like, oh, let me put this in this drawer over here because I don't know what it is. Like that doesn't – still doesn't mean you necessarily stole it. Right. Like, that's, that's information that would be pretty,
0: uh, pretty nice huh. to have. Well, if it doesn't count as theft when it's on your car, why does it count as theft if you take it off the car?
1: Uh, I guess because they're saying it uh, – where is that line? Theft includes uh, control over another pro- person's property that deprives them of its uh, – any part <laughs> of its value <laughs> or use. That
0: is so bad. Um is it? That you can put something on someone's car and if they mean say they stole it?
1: I thought you meant the definition of of what I I'm I'm, sure your definition of theft. I think that's that's fine. Sorry. No no. No, I I agree. If
0: I yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is if you find a GPS tracker on your car, I don't know, drop it on the street. Keep yeah. it in your house.
1: Yeah, make sure it doesn't shut off. However, you do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Just have it fall off somewhere. Yeah. So they can find it and and not be in your possession. Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: Because like what what would he supposed to do? Drive it to the police station and say, "I found this on my car. I think this belongs to you." <laughs> no. Hey, like, how can maybe, you? Get it? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they leave know it there? It's,
1: They know it's on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe just leave it there and use a different car or get around a different way. I don't know. (laughs) But not many, not everyone has access to multiple cars.
1: And it's also just like, it's just funny because if I did that to someone. Like if, if I put a tracker on someone's car and they found it and took it off and did whatever they did with it. Could I like if I went into this courtroom and claimed that he stole it from me. Like, would that fly? There's no chance. I know. It's such a joke. So it was just like and, – and here's the other thing. Like I don't want to uh, you know, create a conspiracy out of nowhere here, but who's to say they didn't rig it so it stopped working? It, it, it was going to stop could working. Be. They could so have. They, because they obviously want – like.
0: They want to get in the house. That's why they have the GPS. So that that's a good point because now that the precedent is set – what if they did that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very easy. It's it's. Hey, we think this guy's a bad dude. We already got the warrant to. Uh, we, yeah, we all know this guy's bad. Yeah. Right. Let's but just then, take that. And that's the thing. He had, he did end up having meth. Um. So this is another one where it's like, in in this guy's court case, if you're on a jury, because you know this from, from uh, the PCP case that you brought up you know a little bit earlier is that how many of the jurors are you going to think yeah okay well maybe they didn't have the right uh right way gone about this but the guy sold meth he's mm-hmm. a bad guy so we should but like according to the government's own laws this should really all, all this evidence should be thrown out which is also ridiculous because they they did something illegal they violated this guy's rights now you know, even if you do throw this evidence out and they can't like bring him in court for for anything they found, but they all know he's a meth dealer. They know for sure now. So now he's just like a target. His life is ruined anyway. Now you could say, well, his life is ruined with meth. Yeah, I get it that that uh, take doing meth isn't isn't a good idea, but it's not just healthy. because yeah, just because someone's doing a bad thing that they might ruin their life I mean, doesn't mean bad, you can guarantee I mean, it.
0: Right. I don't think it's a good thing to do meth. But if someone's using meth and not hurting anyone... Right. I mean... What's well, it's just like you might you
1: might die by engaging in this stupid activity. That doesn't mean I can go and kill you. Right. I
0: mean, skydiving doesn't seem like a great idea to me. Climbing some of those cliffs doesn't seem like a great idea to me. Uh, if someone does it, should we... Lock them up. Uh, uh,
1: I don't know. Apparently,
0: yeah. Not that the, our audience needs uh be
1: convinced of drug laws. It's just,
0: but it's it's
1: another case where it's this is obviously doesn't have anything to do with guns, but it's an example of somewhere where they just railroaded someone, and even though that they violated their own laws and everything and their own procedures and, and, and just completely screwed this up for this guy. Like this guy's done. He's got, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's got much of a shot. It's, 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 they, they, they find people that are easy to go after. And here's another thing. If this kind of happened, you know, the, the private world is different. If, if, um, someone was committing a crime and I didn't really know for sure, like say, uh, someone's beating their kids or something in their house. And I, I have a good idea, but I don't have any proof that he's doing, but I I really know it in my gut. And I break into the guy's house and find him doing it. And I take his kids from do whatever I got to do. Um, you know, I think that would, you know, you, you guessed right. So, uh, you did a good thing. Um, but the issue is, is if you guess wrong and you jump in and the guy's not doing anything wrong, Uh, You would be liable for any damages you did there. And so that's going to make the individual in that case be real sure when they're going around uh, violating some potentially violating someone else's rights, because if they make a mistake, they're going to be held liable for it. Do we expect the police and courts to be held liable for uh, if they mess up with this? Like, let's say the guy uh, wasn't didn't wasn't doing anything illegal. And they and they got this warrant and broke into his house And the barn and did all this other stuff like that really stinks for that guy. Um, That's not pleasant to have your your house torn up by the police. And then like we were saying before we started, talk about how it, it, it creates like
0: sloppiness. Mm hmm. No, I thought I thought you were going to continue. No, no. I, I think it does. Um, And again, this goes back to my experience on a jury because on the stand, the DEA, the the Philly PD Narcotics Unit kept saying, oh, my team was really bad at, at documenting things. We just weren't good at documenting things. They didn't have pictures of the one house they raided. They didn't have any video of the raids, either. any of the raids. They did about seven of them that day. Had no – Uh, no video they did what they call mobile surveillance where they follow uh, someone in a car they had no pictures they had no video they had no documentation they do stationary surveillance where they'll sit outside someone's house and they had very poor documentation but no pictures no video and i believe that they do that they get lazy they don't get their evidence together because they know they're going to get convictions and they know they're going to get guilty pleas, plea deals, plea bargains. But in my case, they didn't and they had to go to court. And even so, I'm in the jury in deliberations trying to make make these points that Agent Sampson can't go on the stand and say, my bad. That doesn't – you know, locking someone in prison for 30 years doesn't work like that. You don't get to just say, my bad, I messed up, but I'm testifying today under oath that I saw him there. Well, yeah. you know, if they didn't get a 97% conviction rate on drug cases, my guess is there'd be better documentation.
1: Yeah. Or if they actually had to be held accountable for, for making, for, for
0: making these mistakes. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and they, they – they, what they were asking the jury to do is put people away on very flimsy – now, they – there was a lot of other evidence. But this was part of the case that they just weren't documenting and admitted so on the stand and admitted to changing testimony over the course of this whole thing. So, you know, essentially he admitted to perjury. I've Googled his name. I haven't seen him charged. Hmm. Um, I don't know if he ever was. I doubt it.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath for that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also – yeah, well, whatever. There was other things that bothered me. I don't want to get on that case. Um, so anyway, I think that, yeah, they get lazy. When they get judges to do things like that, it makes them lazy. That's why – probably why we see a lot of cops pulling triggers at people because they eh, just don't take chances, you know? We right. don't really need to know that he has a gun. If he reaches for his waistband, we all get home safe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the reason why we want the market competition to. So be So let's out there talk trying about that for just
0: a second. I know mean, we've had episodes on this before, but how do you think we could handle something like this without a government and police? Because you really don't want dangerous people running around with guns. Um, I know. Uh, kind of put on you know, on the spot because we didn't talk about this beforehand. But one thing we've talked a lot about is insurance. Yeah, yeah. I, um,
1: I, if yeah, if you're ahead. if you're a person that has shown that they are a danger to other people, then an insurance company might say, if you want to uh, have coverage with us to protect you when something goes wrong for you. Then either you are I, I don't know how the policy would would look exactly. And, you know, I'm not an you're actuary doing this on the spot. Right. right. But mean, it would be but. it would be something like, all right, if you have a gun, then your your premiums are going to be really high because we think that you're kind of kind of likely to do something dumb with it. So if you want us to protect you, it's going to be
0: real expensive. Or they might say, if you want coverage, lose the gun. And if that sounds far-fetched, look at car insurance. If you're getting a ton of speeding tickets, if you're racking up points on your license and you're getting in accidents, your insurance rates go way up. And what does everybody – everybody knows that's a real problem when you get a ticket is, are my insurance rates going to go up? Nobody wants their insurance rates to go up. Right. Um, And no one wants to lose insurance because if you lose
1: insurance, especially when it's for providing you security –
0: you're now bearing that risk, all of it.
1: Right. And so it's, it's really, really not a good situation to be in. And I also just think that without the government creating all sorts of stupid laws that create criminals uh, out, of, out of people that wouldn't otherwise be criminals and just incentivize bad behavior because of that and because of all these other things, then I think we would not have as many of these issues to begin with anyway. Um. Like gov- government existence and and everything it does creates like so many of these like downstream and secondary and tertiary problems mm-hmm. that are that are not really obvious. But just like, well, one, just the destruction of the family. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, hearkening back to that, uh, to the case of the, the, the kid that got kicked out of his house, who shot his cousin later on, you know, maybe maybe he's just a bad egg and there's nothing the parents can do about it. But, uh, I know there's certain and many other situations where you look at, uh, broken homes and, uh, you know, the kids lives are, are, uh, are kind of doomed. And, and you kind of know when they're little kids, you just see the situation and be like, man, it's going to be a miracle if this kid doesn't end up like dead or in a, uh, in a prison cell. Right. So it's, uh, I think it would be there. The market would handle it much better. And just the the incentive structures that the market produces. Uh, I think that you would just not have as many of these cases anyway. Agreed. So. I don't know. Um, that's all I really had on this kind of stuff. Just remember that. You know, the red flag laws are, are bad and they're probably trying to bring them in. But uh, don't think they're not working in parallel directions from a lot of different angles and i think these two stories kind of highlight how they how they're finding ways to to one take guns from people that they shouldn't and then two um find ways that are uh less than on the up and up to you know investigate and and uh you know do searches and and end up like actually charging people with these crimes so it's it's just a nasty nasty situation all the way around um so kind of be on the lookout for that kind of stuff and then maybe if we identify it a little bit more we can we can raise some attention to it but it's gonna be difficult because like we said earlier this pennsylvania gun law was was bipartisan everyone loved it so uh (laughs) it's it's a tough road to hoe so
0: yeah what's that tell you
1: but, yeah, if you're uh, – next time you're riding on your tractor with with uh, having your thoughts to yourself and you think of a way to solve that, you know, make sure to tell everyone. So, Slappy, you have a free market success story?
0: Uh, No, do you?
1: Um, no, the market is stupid and doesn't exist apparently. Um, True.
0: Well – yeah, I do right. have
1: one actually. A little bit. Oh, sure.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna say I googled GPS trackers. You can buy one for, you can buy one anywhere from three hundred forty-five dollars to $39.99.
1: Oh, so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure the government yeah, th- fleet I'm management four sure the- G real-time GPS tracker. So if you want to put them on uh, police cars, and uh, if they take them off, you can uh, accuse them of theft.
1: Here's the free market success story. The market will find, uh, you know, gives you the options of of a variety of GPS units, tracking units, uh, from ones that are cheap to ones that are more expensive. I'm sure the ones that are more expensive have more features and are better. But if you're uh, if you want to put it on a high risk target, meaning that they, they might, you know, find it and. And take it from you and you and you don't get it back or they destroy it somehow, then then maybe you want the cheaper option. Yeah, go
0: with the 3999
1: one. Yeah, maybe maybe for ones that are less risky for a loss you're gonna spend more money on. But that's what the market does for you. It, it lets you make those decisions. So I, I like that. <laughs> um so with that, the show notes page again is Com slash one seventy four. We will link to the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer article about the gun laws and then also to the um, to the uh, opinion of the judges on the case of Derek Heuring versus the state of Indiana. Um, I think they're both uh, – especially reading the opinion of the judge, I think it's it's pretty interesting to read uh, because I, I actually think it's – they did a piss-poor job of justifying. Because a lot of this stuff, it's like you, you kind of get the, the highlights of it, and you're like, man, that's ridiculous. But then once you get dig into the details, it's like, oh, okay, there's information that I wasn't expecting to get there. But I don't think this was the case at all here. Um, I think it's just the cops and and the courts working together to, to railroad a guy and get just get what, they want. Get, get what they wanted anyway and yeah. just kind of s- screw what we're supposed to do. We know we can get away with it. So, um, and also check out libertymugs.com. Great for those Christmas gifts that you give. It's great to give into to uh, libertarians who will love it. And also people who are not libertarian because you know, it'll be funny to have and, them. Uh, yeah. Give one of like the thank. If you have, I'm sure we all have teachers in our lives, friends and family. Um, so get them, get them like the thank a teacher mug. Yeah. I think, I think it would be a great gesture.
0: Or you know it's it's Christmas time. People are spending more money than than usual. You're already spending a lot this month. What's another hundred bucks? Absolutely. Buy the mug and show it to everybody. Yeah. So
1: uh, all right, uh, I think that's it. Uh, Christmas is coming up soon. Can't believe it. But uh, mm-hmm. another couple of weeks. But yeah. it's not falling on a Monday, so we don't have to worry about. Adjusting our schedules too much, That's so true. we usually figure that out like <laughs> Sunday night.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ten o'clock Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are we gonna do tomorrow? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you, got but hey, you got a couple minutes.
1: We we've had an episode every Monday night out since we started this, so
0: yeah, we didn't miss a single one.
1: Nope. So rest assured, I think We'll uh we'll keep we'll keep chugging them out for you guys. So with that in mind. You know, it helps us out if you uh, leave a review on uh, wherever you, where you listen to your podcatchers and, uh, you know, share, share the podcast with family and friends. Uh, we, we do appreciate it. And that's the best way that you can help us to uh, get what we do out there. So thanks for listening and we will catch you next week. Peace.